HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Big Green Egg, the world's largest producer of ceramic charcoal grills, and also by Springer Mountain Farms, over 300 family farms raising birds in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Learn more at BigGreenEgg.com and SpringerMountainFarms.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is our last show of the day on Heritage Radio Network. Thanks for sticking with us. We are about to kick off a Battle of the Carolinas, so things could get rowdy up in here. Uh, but first, I'm going to say a quick thanks to our sponsors, Springer Mountain Farms and Big Green Egg. I would also like to send a big thank you out to Livestream, our neighbors in Bushwick, Brooklyn. Thank you for hooking us up with the Facebook camera so that we can be on Facebook Live. You can also catch our live stream at heritageradionetwork.org. And our full lineup, which will be continuing into tomorrow, is at heritageradionetwork.org slash Charleston. So we're very fortunate today to get this group together. They're some of the hardest working and of-the-moment chefs in the South right now. First, I will start by introducing our local South Carolina restaurateurs. We have, um, luckily with us, Pitmaster John Lewis. He's bringing um, Central Texas-style barbecue to Charleston at Lewis Barbecue. Welcome, John. Howdy. We also, from Lewis Barbecue, have general manager and co-owner Ben Garby. Welcome, Ben. Thanks for having us. We met under the best of circumstances yesterday, and uh, we might be a little biased going into this round because I'm still pretty full from eating at Lewis Barbecue. Had an amazing lunch. Heritage Radio got the best spread. Oh, my God. You can see it on our Instagram, Heritage underscore Radio. It was totally outrageous. So... North Carolina, I'm sorry, you're going to have to work hard to win me back after that lunch. One but point I, for Lewis I'll Barbecue. You, I'll give you a fair shot. And But to my right here, we have Amalia Scatina, who works her magic as the director of cultural programs for the Eastern Porter Group, which includes Cannon Green and Zero here, as well as Red Pump Kitchen and Vineyards in Charlottesville. Welcome, Amalia. Hi, thanks for having me. And then to my left from North Carolina... Uh, I'm going to start on the end here. Wyatt Dixon is our North Carolina barbecue man on this panel. He's been treating folks to his whole hog barbecue since he began cooking for his fraternity at UNC, and he now runs Picnic in Durham. Welcome, Wyatt. Hi. And finally, we have Charlotte's hometown hero, Chris Coleman. He opened the Ashbury in two, in, sorry, the Asbury in 2014, and now he's the director of culinary experience at the Charlotte Marriott Center City. Welcome, Thanks. Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being on, everybody. 
So before we get too fierce down here, I want to just go down the line and for you to tell us a little bit about some of the events that you're involved with for Charleston Wine and Food this weekend. I know uh, there was an event at Lewis Barbecue last night. Maybe we can start with you guys talking a little bit about your weekend schedule. So last night we did the North Nassau Sideshow. Uh, so the theme was Carnival meets County Fair. And we had everything from uh, Hula Hoop Fire Girls to 80s hair metal cover bands, uh, Glam Nation. They did an awesome job. Uh, we served three different kinds of sausages on a stick. Uh, so the theme was fair food. Wyatt Dixon was there uh, serving his barbecue. We had 17th Street Barbecue. We had some amazing chefs. Uh, we just had a fun kind of trashy party and uh, tried to beat what we did last year, which was uh, chicken shit bingo. And <laughs> Is that like cow pie bingo? So, we're, we, so next year we have to figure out an idea to one-up the uh, North Nassau Sideshow. Um, we're doing uh, enjoying ourselves here today, and uh, yeah, just happy to be part of the festival. Very cool. Thank you. I'm just drinking wine. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Good activity this weekend. How about you, Amalia? Um, last night, I had a dinner with Nancy Silverton. It was five courses. It was wonderful. It was at Cannon Green. She is a complete badass. It was the most fun. Um, our styles are similar, and it was awesome to meet her. She's wonderful. So it was a good time. It's been a blast. Chris? So I uh, last night cooked at uh, From the Ashes out on a runny meat plantation uh, and did some uh, smoked chicken, with a white barbecue sauce and braised field piece. Um, and then tomorrow, I'm doing a demo here at the Third Space, um, doing uh, cherry chicken wings. So it's uh, cheer wine teriyaki. Um, and it's pretty dope. Um, so Can you I, explain I, for our northern listeners and hosts sure. what cheer wine is? Uh, so cheer wine is a uh, cherry soda based in uh, North Carolina. Um, was invented. Actually, they're celebrating their 100th year this year. Um, Salisbury, North Carolina. It's 45 minutes from Charlotte, where I am. Um, and I love this um, mix of the sweet cherry flavors with the soy and ginger and garlic from teriyaki. It's 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 awesome. So, oh, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. Remind me what the question is. <laughs> What's going on with you this weekend, Wyatt? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> We're... Uh, Came down Thursday. We did John Lewis's event on Friday night, which was awesome. I, I would say that, that you guys are doing a great job of kind of taking a little of the edge off of this event and bringing it, bringing it down to a level where some of us are more comfortable. Trashing it up. Trash it up or trash <laughs> it down. But either either way, I think you executed flawlessly, and and it was a it was a really fun event last night. Um, and then I guess Sunday tomorrow we'll be at Toasted. Uh, to kind of close out the weekend. So we're excited about that. Cool. And uh, for anyone in the audience, what's Toasted? Toasted is uh, it's a mostly barbecue-centered event. that's uh, 6 o'clock tomorrow night. Um, I don't know how many people are participating, but it's pretty large and a lot of fun. Cool. Kind of like a block party. All right. So... Um, I'm from the Northeast. I would love to get a little bit of an education from y'all about what are the different styles of barbecue that we might... No, I just said that because I'm trying to fit in. Um, 
what what are some differences in style that we might experience between North and South Carolina barbecue? And John, I think you can probably weigh in with a little bit about Texas barbecue as well. Um, can you give us just like a basic education about the regional barbecue styles? Okay. Um, so I'm from Texas. I'm doing the Texas style barbecue out here in Charleston. So maybe not the same as most South Carolina barbecue, but um, it's beef-based, beef brisket, beef sausages that we make in-house and smoke, uh, beef ribs, uh, prime rib. Everyone just loves beef in Texas, so that's what we do. Uh, We do pork as well, pork spare ribs. And actually, in Texas, there's um, a platter or a plate called, if you order the Holy Trinity, that's beef brisket, pork spare ribs, and uh, spicy sausage. So we do a lot of that. Am I supposed to talk about South Carolina barbecue or just... If you could. Okay. So I think South Carolina barbecue, from what I've found out, is mostly pork-based. Heavy on the sauce. In Texas, we are not so much into the sauce because we feel like you should make the barbecue to where it doesn't even need to be sauce. So if you got to put sauce on it, you're probably trying to hide something. Um, that said, you have some amazing sauces at Lewis Barbecue. But then at the same time, too, it's based... <laughs> thank you. Uh, um, at the same time, too, if you're cooking whole hog, you kind of have to have some sauce. you got to season it because it's got skin around it that's unedible, so you don't have a bark on it, which is one reason I believe our barbecue is better um, than the Carolinas <laughs> because they're, the best part is the bark that's on the outside, and you don't get that with whole hog. <laughs> Why would you like which, to defend which, yourself? I would like to just know which fight we're having. Are we having this? Are we having a North South Carolina fight or a Carolina Texas fight? I think well, it's just turned into Carolina Texas. That's I, fine. I, I still mean, but actually, know. it's not a fight because Charleston is my home now, and I love this place. It's a, this, it's, it's a is, loving fight. We're going to yes. make up at the end of it. There's no question <laughs> about that. Um, and that is a little bit of a lead into my next question. I want you to be able to address the uh, sauce question with Whole Hog, but also uh, to let me and the audience know if there really is a fight between North and South Carolina or if we're just instigating this whole thing and but making I it up. you got to talk about Eastern and Western North Carolina, too. Because... That's true. Chris raises a good point. There's the fight within North Carolina about East versus West. So we have, to, we have to include that. The, the, in, the, in Eastern North Carolina, we've got more of a vinegar sauce. In Western North Carolina, you introduce the ketchup or the tomato element to the sauce. I just call that a little bit of red. So when I talk about this this war, East versus West, it's really only over a little bit of red. Um, and to me, that's not enough to really have a big fight about. I think that the I would rather us be more united. And and then uh, what, what are you laughing at? No, okay, so. All right, I'm based in Charlotte, so we're close to Lexington, which is kind of like the gateway to Western North Carolina barbecue. Um, and so I'm a Western fan. I love Eastern-style barbecue. I love it. It's delicious, and it is uh, vinegar-based and whole hog. And in Lexington, they just do shoulder, uh, so you get that bark. But you still get a vinegar-based sauce. But it's vinegar-based sauce with a little bit of red in it. So you're right, but there's the bark there. Uh, I, I want to be united too, Wyatt. I love North Carolina so from Wyatt coast to mountains. Has but a fantastic sauce that I keep in my fridge all the time. It's called the Great Compromise, oh, and it I do. is yes. a little bit of Eastern <laughs> Carolina sauce and a little bit of Western Carolina. I'm trying sauce. to split the difference, and it's pretty awesome on everything. Thank you, thank you. 
That's the idea. I'm a uniter. Yeah, somebody planted a peacemaker on our panel where we're trying to start a fight. (laughs) Sorry, I can. I'll 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 get cantankerous if that's what you like. It's okay. It's all right. We are all friends here. Brisket is king. What are some other culinary differences between North and South Carolina? Are there any differences in style that you think exist, or is it pretty similar? I would say the coolest thing to me about South Carolina that it, that happens here that doesn't happen in North Carolina is the hash. Um, that that's all this like byproduct or waste product that's cooked down really slowly um, and is it is repurposed and is, and is is used rather than being wasted i really think that's cool and i also think that the definition of hash and the recipe for hash changes literally like every mile that you walk down the road the next person their idea of what it is is it might be completely different and and that sort of like hyper regionalism in barbecue i think is really cool So for us, we are pretty Texas barbecue through and through, and a lot of people in Charleston have a hard time grasping that and understanding when they come in, the way that you order, you stand in line, and you, it's counter service, it's uh, throwback to the check in uh, meat markets that were in Texas, uh-huh. um, and so everything's weighed out by the pound, everything's served on butcher paper. Um, yeah, I was like going to ask you if you want to talk about the China. Like John was saying, well, it's <laughs> Texas plates, and Texas napkins is white bread. Um, so we're bringing this new style of eating that's uh, kind of like a religion in Texas and bringing it to Charleston. And I think when we open, we weren't exactly sure how people would think about it. And the majority of people just kind of love the breath of fresh air and it being something different. Um you know, from the traditional Carolina barbecue. And now Rodney Scott is serving on butcher paper. Oh, <laughs> trendsetters. <laughs> and Amalia, your style is more Mediterranean. How does that fit into the Charleston food scene, the South Carolina food scene? Um, I moved here from Virginia a couple of years ago, so being close to the water is, like, the biggest thing for me here. What comes out of the ocean delivered to the restaurants is pretty amazing. So I appreciate that. The other thing are the seasons are very different here because it gets so hot, so everything starts earlier, which Mm -hmm. is great. Strawberries in February. I'm the only one that thinks that's weird. I don't know. It's weird but awesome but awesome last year i thought it was like wrong but it's not gotten over it (laughs) now they're on we had some incredible strawberries last night on our dessert at magnolias um that i think must have been local they were so fresh and sweet and i just can't believe it i'm from maine so this is like really strange to me but beautiful thing it's awesome yeah um can you guys talk about maybe uh somebody who's kind of like a home state mentor or icon for you in each North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, maybe somebody you've worked with or somebody you think is really representing the state in the culinary scene? No pressure. All right, so um, I've, I've never worked with her. I've done a couple of events, but I think Ashley Christensen is the biggest... Um, kind of hero for North Carolina. Um, just 
she has uh, a few different concepts in the Raleigh area. She started out with pools, and now she has Death and Taxes, and Fox Liquor Bar, and um, Chucks, and Beasley's, and she's kind of encompassing like everything that's happening in North Carolina, with um, from buying local and seasonal to um, having those outside influences on the plate, uh, but still be rooted in in Carolina cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she's. It's hard to say, okay, who is the representative for North Carolina? Because I think there's so much going on in North Carolina right now, from barbecue to um, fine dining cuisine and, and down to, like, fried chicken joints. So, um, But if you had to pick one, she'd probably get my vote. She would get mine, too, you say. <laughs> she would get mine, too. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that, but... <laughs> I think that... Um, both Mike Lotta and Sean Brock definitely brought the Charleston food scene to another level. Um, and this was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago when they opened up and Charleston was kind of a sleepy food town and really just kind of changed the game. And trendsetters and letting guys like us open up our spot and having, you know, this great uh, food tourism town that we have, um, thanks to those guys. Do you all have some favorite places to eat, either in Charlotte or elsewhere in North Carolina, that you want to shout out? Yeah, Picnic is great. Um, Asheville, I go to Asheville quite a bit. Uh, It's four hours and one turn. Um, You get on 26 and you just go. Um, So Curate, Buxton Hall Barbecue is fantastic. Um, Ganchan Station, uh, which we have something kind of similar here, Jiao Bao Biscuit, which is amazing as well. Um, so that's kind of like, for me, my weekend road trip is usually to Asheville. Cool. And great food, great beer, too, um, in Asheville. And Charleston is kind of catching up with the beer, and it's there with the food. Oh, I would uh, say pools, for yeah. sure. I haven't been, but wanted to go for a long time. What's yeah. the question? Yeah, uh, I'm asking for your favorite, uh, favorite Raleigh restaurant? rival state restaurants. Yeah. Pools would probably be on that list. Yeah, I think so. I also really like what Matt Kelly is doing in Durham uh, with Mateo and Mother and Sons. They're they're two like really awesome restaurants and have kind of changed the scene in Durham. Mm-hmm. And um, any of you guys have favorite Charleston or other South Carolina restaurants? So uh, what you said about Asheville is kind of true from Charlotte to to Charleston. It's three hours and zero turns. Um, So my wife and I try to get down here a couple times a year. Um, We love Edmonds Oast. We love um, uh, Leon's. Um, got to Lewis last night for the first time ever. That was fun. I'll come back for like a regular service. Um, but I love I love Charleston. It's my favorite little food city. Um, period. Asheville's great, but Charleston's kind of where it's at. So cool. Uh, well, I'm gonna switch us up a little bit and uh, pass the mic to my co-host Kat. And she is going to transition us into a game, which she will explain. And so I, for my part, want to say thank you to all of you for being with us today with Heritage Radio Network. And uh, I'm going to pass it on to Kat. Hey, everybody. Hello. (laughs) All right. So we're about to play a game of Food Password. Here are the rules of the game. 
I will give each team a password, and you will take turns giving your teammate one-word clues. In your instances, you'll be like a team within a team. The guys from Lewis Barbecue? Yeah. Cool? Got it? Meta team? Cool. All right. Meta team. It might be a little unfair, but yeah, we'll see. I think you guys can do it. Life is inherently unfair. Exactly, exactly. Guys, it's just a game, okay? Um, I'll give each team a... um, Get, each team will get a password, and you will take turns giving your teammate one-word clues. If your teammate cannot guess the clue, the password from your clue, the other team will get a chance. You get one point for each password you get right. The first team to get three passwords wins. All right? Any questions? Okay. All right. So here is your first password. Make, sh- make sure your team... You guys, North Carolina can go first. Make sure your teammate does not see the password. All right. Just one word. All right, this is Chris. Just one word. Yes, right. one word. Okay. Liver. Chicken. No. Amalia? Force fed. Okay, is it a two word answer? Foie gras? You got it. <laughs> one point for South Carolina. Woo! All right. Here's your next password. This time, the other teammates will give the clues. Hominy. Grits. Got it. We're tied up. One point for North Carolina. Okay, here's the third password. All right, this time, you guys go first. No, that two is a, yeah two's done. They got it on the first guess. Yep. Yep. All right, Amalia. Before the first course. Oh, one word clue. One word clue. Come on. A moose bush. Come on. Uh oh. Okay. I think we're still one to one. We're still one to one. We're still one to one. word clues. Okay. Here's the fourth one. Okay. I'm not good at this. Chris, uh, Chris, you go first, I think, this time. Cocktail. Yes, please. Cocktails and dreams. <laughs> no. John? Oh, no. We're cocktails. Um, one word. One word. I got to get the... No, now you get a chance to do another clue. Yes. So cocktails. He said cocktails. Dun dun dun. Man, this is a tough one. The first clue was cocktails. Favorite. Favorite. Um, Amalia gets to guess. Favorite? Um, pass. I don't know. Okay. All right, Chris. Botanicals. Mm. Shrub. No. Okay, John. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but. Quanine? Quinine? Tonic? Oh, close. 
Remember the, remember the first clue was cocktail. Gin and tonic? Got yes. it. Oh. All right. Is it quinine? That was so no, good. Okay, okay, so it's two points for South Carolina, one point for North Carolina. This is this is number five. I won't say the answer this time. One more word. Okay. Chris? Greens. Salad? Wrong. Braised. Vinegar. No. <laughs> Pork. Collards. You got it. Okay, we're tied up unexpectedly. We're going to get one more password going. Two to two. This is really exciting, guys. Yes, yes. This reminds me of the Super Bowl. <laughs> okay. okay. Each, you get one. You get one. Okay, whoever wins this one wins the whole thing. And you win the Battle of the Carolinas. Okay. You guys went first last time. You guys get to go first this time. Okay, so South Carolina's going first. Garbanzo. Beans. Pita. Grease? <laughs> can, can I go ahead and just guess without a second clue? Sure. Hummus? No. <laughs> Confident. <laughs> Confident and wrong. Fried. Falafel. Nailed it! The winner is North Carolina! Congratulations, guys. Thank okay. you. We well, know our falafel in North yeah, Carolina. North Carolina. If there's one thing you think about <laughs> with North Carolina, it's falafel. So, yeah, we got They make it. the best and falafel. And bathrooms. Yeah. And bathrooms, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mick, thanks guys so much for joining us and playing this fun game uh, of pass- food password. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up for day two of our broadcast from Charleston Wine and Food. Thanks so much to everybody for listening. Uh, you can check out our schedule for tomorrow at uh, heritageradionetwork.org slash Charleston. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Big Green Egg and Springer Mountain Farms. Make sure to come by tomorrow. You can bid on a Big Green Egg Mini Max anytime between 2.30. And if you win that, you get an awesome little Big Green Egg, a starter kit, and you'll be ready to start grilling. Thanks again. I'm Kat Johnson. Uh, Katie Mosman-Wadler was on earlier. Once again, thanks to our guests from North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, We'll be back tomorrow bright and early. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Big Green Egg, the world's largest producer of ceramic charcoal grills. 
In business since 1974, they've transformed ancient cooking vessels into modern-day masterpieces. Today, they sell seven sizes of the egg, as well as hundreds of accessories designed to make your cooking fun, entertaining, and delicious. Often copied but never equaled, the Big Green Egg is the ultimate cooking experience. Learn more at BigGreenEgg.com. This episode is also brought to you by Springer Mountain Farms, over 300 family farmers raising birds in Georgia's Blue Ridge Mountains. Many of them are second and even third generation. They're committed to doing things the right way. Springer was one of the first poultry companies to forego the use of antibiotics, and they've embraced other humane practices too. In fact, they were the first poultry company to earn the American Humane Association seal of approval. Learn more at springermountainfarms.com.